We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportion. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall never surrender. My prepper brothers and sisters, you arrived at the bunker. Grab a cup of joe, a stout tea, or maybe your favorite adult beverage. This is the prepper's place for open discussion on whatever the hell we want brought to you, whatever the hell way we want. This is the new format of the OGTX Bunker, a prepper survivalist show. So sit down, kick back, post up, relax, and welcome to the bunker. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this war, military-industrial conflict. And we as a people will get to the promised land. We will make America strong again, proud again, safe again. We will make America great again. Preppers, survivalists, off-gridders, homesteaders, and the like. Welcome to the original Prepper Survivalist Bunker, a podcast for preppers formerly known as the OGTX Bunker. Leave a voicemail to get on the show, speakpipe.com slash OPS. Email us at shtf at opsbunker.com. Visit our site, opsbunker.com. I want to thank you guys for joining us, and if you're a new listener to the show, welcome to the bunker. If you enjoy listening to this show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Those five-star reviews really help to attract new listeners. Reviews and downloads get calculated and help decide the order in which podcasts show up in the search list. Good or bad? Of course, good is better. Five stars is best. Your feedback is much appreciated. All right, guys. First time out with the new OPS uh, bunker. Yeah. Ops Bunker, what do you think about that, Rhonda? I love it. And um, I need to back up a minute, though. The opsbunker.com website is not up yet. Oh, I know. So I, I think this like is going to be posted before the site gets up, but I'll try to get something put up this weekend. Oh, okay. So uh, we, we mean no, you can't get something put up this weekend. I can at least put up a splash page that it's oh, pending. I see, a splash page. Yeah, okay, yeah, under construction. So, yeah, it'll be under construction because this is Thanksgiving weekend. You're not going to have much time to do anything. I'm like going to be too full. Exactly. And I'll be sleeping and taking naps in West Virginia. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing. Uh, we got a great show for you guys tonight. We're going to be discussing a topic of a question from a new Bunker Group member, Laura Kay. Uh, I was hoping that she would have left us a voice message on speakpipe.com. Uh, I asked her to in the uh, bunker group messaging, but I guess she's shy and I'm okay with that. I'll just call her out. Oh, I didn't call her out. <laughs> I'm just saying she's probably shy and I'm I'm totally good with that. Most people are. So uh, we're going to just dive into it anyway and just talk about it. But first, um, let's do, uh, do you have any shout outs? Let's do some shout outs. Okay. Let's do some shout outs. 
We have uh, quite a few new members since the last time we did this. It's been a while. Uh, so I'm just going to run through the names. Dusty and Joshua. Tegan, John, Laura, Scott, thank you all. Kevin, Clint, Jessica, Sean, AJ. Uh, okay, Jägermeister. <laughs> I like it. Jamie, Karen, Rachel, Sonia. Um, Ryan, wow. hey, another Ryan, Cecil, Trevor, Richard, and Paul. Thank you all for joining the bunker. Wow, that's awesome. How long has it been since we did a shout out? It's been about a month. Yeah, may right. longer than a month, probably six weeks. Yeah, but I have some other interesting stuff to share. Um, you want to do that? Yeah, it's yeah. bunker related. It's, yeah, it's Facebook page related. Yeah, let's do that. Podcast related. All right. Um, you know, we have, we can see who the top contributors are on the page and, uh, we can also see like the stats on growth and engagement and all of that. So I was taking a look at that and I'm just going to name off the top five people that have been the most interactive on the page. And that's David, uh, Jeremy, Zachary, Frank, and Laura, the new, the new lady. Yeah, she's on the top five. <laughs> Wait, so Laura, that's the one with the question? Yes. Oh, okay, good, good. And so the, thank you guys for being so engaging on there. We love the interaction. And, um, you know, we haven't been interacting, but that doesn't mean we haven't been reading and watching and learning things from you guys. So thanks for keeping it up. Um, I did notice, okay, first let me just tell everyone, we have several chats. We have new chats that have been created on the Bunker Facebook page. Um, we used to have, you know, shoot the bull. We still have it. Go in there and chit chat with people and shoot the bull. We have bunker barter where you can go in and offer things to trade with each other or maybe even do a little bit of, um, you know, purchasing from each other. I don't want it to be a sales chat, but bartering is totally awesome. Um, so since then, we've had a few more added. We have one called Bunker Lifeline, which is for um, those people that already have their um, certification for ham radio or learning to get it or want to learn. So if you want to talk about ham radios, that's the chat for you. Okay. And we also have the Med Bunker. It's a chat for people that are in the medical field or maybe learning, going to school, or maybe just interested in medicine like me. Um, I like to you know, learn about alternatives and stuff. So that channels for people that are more, you know, interested in medicine. Then we have the Prepper Library. I told you we had a lot. Man. Prepper Library. Go share, you know, PDF files, downloadable stuff, books that you have learned from. That's where you're going to share your sources of knowledge. And last but not least, or actually second to last but not least, I don't know how to say this, but it's the Security Intel OSINT dump, right? Uh, so this is, you know, when all the shit started happening with Israel getting attacked and all of that, um, this was created so everyone could stay on top of the breaking news with everything going on. So it's uh, operational security and intelligence. I think that's what it is. Got it. Uh, great channel to, you know, stay in tune with. I'm looking at it right now so if you go in the bunker and then off to the left hand side this first time i've ever done this and then you got a section that says chats uh -huh. and then that's where they're all listed yeah so i have not been in these 
at all. So it sounds like a lot, but they're specialized. So if you have a particular topic you want to discuss, you have some choices here. So you can um, really just kind of click on each one, right? And then just kind of see what's going on. If it's something you're interested in, dive into it. And if not, move on to the next one. And if you just want to shoot the bull, we love doing that. On the regular on the, on the Facebook page. Yeah, on the Facebook page. Yeah. So the last one was actually a chat that we had started. Do you remember way back when we had um, the real life preppers yeah. on the show? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I do want to tell you that episode uh, 125, Prepper Chronicles, Real Preppers, Buddy, Casey, and Frank. Yep. Top episode as far as the number of listens in the first seven days and first 30 days wow wow most listens um by the way that's in the background that's z he's down here at my feet doing his snorting thing yeah so i thought that was awesome people really like that and we want to do more of that incidentally but anyway so this this little chat on here started out talking to those guys and it just kind of grew more people got added which one is it called? I'm looking at them now. Well, let's, I'm getting to that. It used to be the real life preppers, but while we were away or a little bit disengaged, people were in here talking about all kinds of stuff and somehow um, vaccinations got brought up. Is that what it's called? Vaccines. Vaccinations. vaccinations. Like dogs. <laughs> but vaccines. The vaccines got brought up. Okay. And it became a, a huge discussion and lots of opinions going on and stuff. So... I um, changed the name of this because it seemed like a lot of debating was going on. And the new name of that chat is called The Podium for Master Debaters. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't say that too fast. I was just reading that as you were saying it. I'm thinking, did she just call it ma- Okay, Master Debaters. Okay. Yeah, if you like to debate and you have a controversial topic, you can talk about that in there. Let's not get in arguments on any other channel if we don't have to. Podium for master debaters. And we don't we don't have people that argue, by the way. This is all in fun and all in well, I was, And I was going to ask you, were, was the debates like friendly? Oh, or? yeah. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just discussion. Okay. We're all adults. We know how to talk about things with differing opinions without getting ugly. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you should stay out of Depends there. Depends who I'm wanting to talk to. Well, I'm going to be nice to people on the bunker group because obviously that's just good, you know, uh, whatever you call it, uh, karma. You so know. check the chats anyway. Check them out. There's a lot of them here. There's a lot. Ben, uh, lots of good information. I'm not kidding. You guys need to go in there and look at them. There's lots of good information. So is shoot the bull about shooting? No, it's shooting the shit, man. Shooting. Well, isn't that what the regular bunker's for? No. Okay. So right. these are organized information, okay? The feed on the regular bunker page, uh, we're sharing out stuff that we got from other prepper pages, uh, making announcements, um, you know, greeting each other, whatever, just sharing stuff on there. It's yeah, not so much day. discussion. Like day-to-day kind of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. not really discussion. Straight-up discussion. Yeah, you're going to comment on people's posts and whatnot, but... Uh, can you on the uh, ch- on the chat ones? Can you put videos? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, all right. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. There is a great post on here that I have to bring up, and I know this is gonna our this episode's probably gonna run long because I'm taking a lot of time. But Patrick posted this one about getting shot in the groin. Did you see that? 
where the guy sticks a bullet oh in there. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's very good. Very good information. But the guy is hilarious, and he's got a big piece of steak with a big hole in it, and he's, you know, stuffing gauze in that hole like it's a bullet wound, and he's really showing you how to how to get it done and how to take care of a bullet wound in the mm. groin. So, good so, information. Who is that guy, anyway? Uh, he's funny. Tails Junction. Tails Junction. Is he like an Actually, actual... Actually, is he the same... Is he an actual medic? You know, I don't know. I didn't go investigate him. Huh. But he may be. And now that I'm looking at him, I think he might be the same person that I posted today that was also funny. It is. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I posted one today about nuclear fallout. And Kiram Litchfield. Okay, so the channel that I posted from is Kiram Litchfield. The one that Patrick posted from is called... Um, Tails Junction, T-A-L-E-S Junction, but it's the same guy and he's really good at presenting stuff, really good presentation of very educational stuff. All right. So check it out. So, uh, is that, is that everything you got for the bunker? Yeah, that's it. So how about some up- updates for the folks, uh, as far as Bunker Central is concerned, which I have nicknamed where we're at. Bunker Central. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, we've been busy. Uh, I didn't put a lot of thought into that name. I just was saying, you know, I was like, what are, all right, so the next section of the podcast, you know how you like, you, you organize it on a, on a uh-huh. screen. So I put, here's an update on what's going on at Bunker, Bunker Central. Central. I kind of like it. It's like a news, news spot. So we've been really busy, not just moving, but we've had all kinds of things going on. We've, uh, we've, um, Acquired a new business name called the Original Prepper Survivalist LLC. We have a DBA for that, or a uh, uh, what do they call it here? In Missouri? Doing business as no, but they call it oh a fictitious name. That's what they call it here in Missouri for um, Ops Bunker doing business under the Original Prepper Survivalist. So in case you didn't pick up on it, OPS Ops is the initials of Original Prepper Survivalist. And we're not saying this is the original Prepper Survivalist podcast. We're saying <laughs> the original Prepper Survivalist <laughs> is I, I put, who we're. That's our mascot. Isn't that I what you said? That. I put that on Facebook already. So yeah. anybody who's on Facebook and, and or anybody who's not on Facebook doesn't know that we really wanted to have a mascot. And we chose Sasquatch because we believe that Sasquatch or Bigfoot or the Yeti or whoever you want to call him, Momo, if you're here in Missouri, that's what they call him in Missouri, <laughs> uh, is the original prepper survivalist. I mean, who's better at prepping and surviving than someone like Sasquatch? So that is our mascot. And the name of the company and everything else to follow behind it is the original prepper survivalist. Yeah. Like it or don't like it, I don't care. It's it's my thing. So I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Exactly. As always. Yeah. And I'm thinking about even getting one of those little... Uh, like um, mascot thingies that talks so that I can actually have them talking during the, you know, like a Sasquatch talking <laughs> during the show. Wouldn't that be oh, cool? My word. Yeah, it actually would. You could just get a Chewbacca thing. Something. Yeah. I don't know. Something <laughs> like, you know, to counter, to counter some things that I might say, you know? So yeah, progress on the property. First of all, guys, it's a beautiful piece of property. We told you that, but the house is old it's very old it's almost as old as me it's old it's hand it's was <laughs> hand 
built. I mean, all the wood in it is rough cut. It was not built know. by a contractor team, by by a home builder. No. It was built by an individual. As the as every day goes along, I'm finding more and more stuff that absolutely has to be fixed. Just stuff that is just wrong, electrical, plumbing. And then we find out we've got mice out at the uh uh, at the wellhead, um, which I'm taking care of this week. I thought you were going to say out the ass, out which would have been accurate. <laughs> I mean, every just nonstop. So uh, I think we mentioned that we pulled a bunch of carpet out of some of the, you know, because carpet's old and you always want to replace that when you get into a house. Anyway, this carpet's been around since like shag days or something. I mean, it's nasty. It had to be original. Maybe. 78. Pulled them up, found that the wood floors underneath them are horrible. So we're laying, uh, I had to put a bunch of new uh, flooring down so that we can lay more nicer carpet up in the bedrooms and, you know, this, that kind of stuff. It's a lot of work. And on top of that, we also had to redo the septic system. So we had a septic company come out and uh, crush the old septic system because it was too close to the, to the well per, you know, uh, state code. Which I think we mentioned, but we had those guy. We had that that guy out. He was awesome, and uh, shout out to Denton. And he don't listen, but shout out to Denton anyway. And um, yeah, they so they they moved. They, you know, they came in with a big crane and they put a new septic tank in and uh, some new lines out there and all that. So that was a big deal. Yeah. So the property out back is is all kinds of messed up. It's it's raining today, so I'm hoping some of that's going to settle that dirt down, so I'll know where some of the lower spots are, and then I can move it in. Uh, what I don't have, what we don't have is a tractor, a side-by-side, or any four-wheelers. Um, they're expensive. Yeah. And they, we didn't think about it. We never, we didn't think about it up front, but they're a big, huge cost that we just don't have the money for. So we're trying to figure out how to do that. I can't use my uh, my sawmill if I can't put the you know the 400-pound logs onto it, and you have to have some sort of you know, machinery to do that. So... That's and something. We, we haven't even been around the entire property yet because that's a lot of walking. It is. Yep. Yeah. We uh, we went out some night walking there, and I we took our rifles out and uh, uh, went out uh, on one of the lines, uh, the property lines, and walked it. Uh, you know, in in the darkness, which was fun. I love doing it. It was fun. Super fun. And um, you Except know, for that one time I'm old and fat, and I you know after about an hour and a half of that, I had to head on back so we couldn't do the whole entire property especially not at nighttime when you're, when you're falling into holes and you know at least it, at least it's the fall winter season so we're not looking at ticks or mosquitoes or or spiders or snakes there's still a few spiders out there but when it's dark you can't see them so so yeah that's um uh, what uh, challenges the challenges on the property i have that listed as one of my things it's uh, trying to figure out the the tractor thing we're gonna have to we're gonna try and find something somewhere if anybody in the area is selling any equipment for dirt cheap, like like poor people cheap. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, let us know because that might be something we can do. Um, and I'm not going to go into the. I also have on here goals for the property. I, and at this point, the bug out location, we got plenty of time to talk about goals. So we're, we're, let's not even do that today. Um, anything else you want to talk about? As far I mean, she's Ron has been cleaning like walls, and I mean, like every single inch of this place has been getting scrubbed down. It's been a nonstop. Work. I have never seen so much mouse, yeah, excrement in my life, and it's not just the little what do you call those pellets or something? They don't take much. It doesn't, it doesn't take many to start leaving those things all but over the place. Those are everywhere, and you can't. I mean, you got to vacuum them before you can even wipe anything because they fly all over the place if you try to wipe something down. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that uh, brown, sticky 
rat, uh, mouse pee is just the worst thing to right. have to clean off of so many surfaces. Yeah, you'll find it in different surfaces here and there. The the first thing is getting rid of them. That's the, I mean, and, and, and a lot of rural places have problems with with mice, but I think the fact that this place really wasn't lived in. Yeah, it was a weekender kind of a place for a while. I think that was they were just took over, you know. Yeah, they lived. They had the place for twenty years, and they did not live here. So I'm guessing they came once or twice a year, probably. Yeah, and don't and don't get me wrong. There's not mice running all over the place. I've only seen one in the, or two, and it was out by the well house, and uh, and I think Rhonda found one inside the house, and she took care of that one. So I've not really seen them, but we saw the evidence that they were about and around. So yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. We, in fact, uh, Z, one of my dogs, is a very good mouse hunter. I lived in an apartment years ago when I first got him, and he was, and he knew when there was something in the walls. He could tell me exactly where it was. So I haven't seen him do much, but that's what I've yeah, got. We got lots of projects ahead of us, which is good because I think both of us like projects. We we have, <laughs> yeah. Did we talk about Harbor Freight? Uh, we will. We did on we, the we did. we did on the last one. So yeah, Harbor Freight has been well and really uh, good. <laughs> uh, Black Friday is coming up this week too, so we want to really pay attention to Harbor Freight and all that because this is when they have the good deals. I mean, they have good deals all year, but you know, and I'm not pushing Harbor Freight. I'm just saying, you know, that's something we enjoy, and I like the place. And um, I've not been to Rural King, which my sister mentioned is their favorite place to go. But I think they've got like tractors and and that sort of stuff. So somebody out there might know who that is. But I've not been there before. I've not even seen one. I think just one up, up up by St. Louis, but that's too far. Don't know about that one. All right. Well, we're gonna move on. Um, we've got a new bunker member, Laura K, uh, and she wrote a question. And I'm gonna read the question to you guys. And and anybody who's been on the Facebook bunker knows has seen the question. She wrote, hey guys, I have a question for you. I'm making get-home bags for my two kiddos, 13 and 16. I'm having a heck of a time trying to figure out what to put in them. I have snacks, water, knives, and power banks, but the rest is difficult. At any given point, they are only about 15 miles from home if crap happens. I don't research, but everyone has different opinions. Get-home bags are about three liters, so not too heavy. Any words of wisdom? Um, okay. So great question, Laura, if you're a listener, we know that you're on the the Facebook group. I hope you're a listener, uh, from the ops bunker group. Uh, here are a few of the responses. I've abbreviated the names, uh, for their own security. Of course, M C F answers, hard candy, garbage bags, socks, band-aids, neosporin, moleskin foot care is always a big thing. The other suggestions are great. I don't think there's any order. So just bear with me. ARA answers, really good work uh, walking shoes if they are wearing anything else. Um, weather appropriate change of clothes. Some cash is always a good idea. And if you can trust, they don't rate it. A prepaid cell with some minutes loaded in case of case the one they already have is dead or damaged. Uh, a good brimmed hat for sunny days. DB answers, add a map of your area. I suggest an area satellite map. Make notes of fire, police, churches, schools, hospitals, or emergency medical facilities and any friends along their primary route. Choose a few alternate routes as well. Go over each with talk through and walk through. Make sure they can back brief their routes to you without faults. Uh, 
Treat it like a household fire drill. It sounds intense, but it works. J.A. answers, a little notebook with vital information or even blank for jotting notes. C.K. answers, rain ponchos, headlamps, whistles, maybe extra hoodie or emergency blanket. My boys like the Gatorade flavor packs. Cheap set of walkie-talkies never hurt. Something to write with and something they like to carry. A.B. adds to the conversation, those cheap and not so cheap walkie-talkies that claim a range of 20, 30, and 40 miles is pure garbage. If you were on a mountaintop with a clear, unobstructed view to another mountaintop, you might get a considerable distance. Otherwise, expect one to two miles at most. I have had my ham radio since, ham license, since 1993, and I've owned all sorts of radios, including the Walmart cheapies which are great for car-to-car communications during road trip. Man, I got I love the bunker uh, people. Lots they, of discussion. Like I know. It. They just jump right in trying to help people. I just, I love it. So he was saying make sure they can backtrack just to be clear, oh, which is great advice. Did I read it wrong? No, it, oh. it says brief, but oh, okay. it was one of those stupid phone types. Type yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, everybody's trying to help her out. I think that's awesome. Laura, in my opinion, and it is a humble opinion, we can and should teach our kids survival skills and how to be prepared for any situations that they might find themselves in. But, um, you know, any kid that finds themselves in a situation where they are alone and, you know, possibly 15 plus miles from home with no ride or help is going to need more than survival skills and gear. What they need is a solution to their immediate problem. Their problem is they're out of contact and they're alone and they're vulnerable. We also have to consider what type of crap is happening. Now you said, you know, when the crap happens. So what are we talking about that put him in that situation to begin with? I mean, are we talking about Tiawaki, the end of the world as we know it, no rule of law, total SHGF situation? Or are we talking about something simple like a miscommunication about who's picking up who, you know, from the store, the game or from somebody's house, from the mall? Maybe it's a freak weather event. Maybe it's snow, uh, ice storm, a tornado. Uh, who knows? Maybe it could be just a flat tire that they can't get picked up. Let's think about it this way. The distance is probably the most important thing. Now, Laura says that they are no more than 15 miles away from home at any given time. So teenagers, probably 15 miles. And if maybe if they get into a little bit of mischief, maybe 20 miles. But let's just go ahead and say 15 miles. In the worst case scenario... Uh, that the kids have to walk, let's say, 15 miles to the whole entire way home, then they are in a very bad SHTF situation. 15 miles is no joke. The average time it takes to walk 15 miles is between 3.5 and 5 hours. Now, I know everybody out there saying there's no way. I can walk 15 miles. No, you can't. You can't do it. This is like this, this is real math that people have put into this. Uh, um, the younger a person is or the older a person is puts them closer to the five hour time frame. The 3.5 hour time frame that's reserved for people who are fit. They're, they're healthy. They're active. They're used to walking. They probably jog every morning. Those that's the people that can do the 3.5 to three and a half hours. Okay. And that's under really good walking conditions. These are the facts. Okay. You can expect a five hour trek and a lot can happen to a teenager in five hours, especially if they're alone, if they're tired, if they're stressed, um, they have no communication with anybody. The FBI uses the term gone in 90 seconds for this exact scenario. 
That's how, that's how long it takes 90 seconds and they're gone. So I'm not trying to put any fear into you. And, and the truth of the matter is, you know, in most cases, there aren't going to be people out there trying to hunt down children. But if it is a true SHTF, no rule of law scenario, I mean, we get bombed, we get an EMP, there's something massive going on. There are going to be predators out there immediately, instantly, all looking for an opportunity to rob something, to take people, to do whatever they need to do. So I believe that's their worst problem. So let's talk about the get home bag. Now, that's what you're really asking about. Well, that's an easy one for an adult, right? Because we have cars that we can, you know, we got trunks and other things that we can stow our get home bags in and our gear. We have places of employment where in many cases we can stow away our gear, right? Like in a locker or maybe at a desk or something like that. Kids are generally carrying everything with them all the time, usually in a backpack. They don't have places to, to keep stuff. How many teenagers are willing to give up that that precious space that's in their backpacks for your survival gear? Think about that for a minute. Yes, teach them survival. Show them how to prep for emergencies. Absolutely. But don't expect those preps to still be there when they really need them. Now, aside from the get-home bags that you are going to build for you and your family, you're going to do that. You have to do that. What you really need is a game plan. A clear and concise list of instructions that will be practiced and practiced and practiced over and over and over again until everyone can recite them in their sleep. That game plan must include a list of names of trusted family and friends that can be contacted by your child in the event that you cannot get in touch with them. Uh, Next is a list of several locations where your child can shelter in place until help can reach them. Maps are helpful, but in this scenario, memory is better. Memory is way better, especially if you train, you practice, and you teach with them where to go and and how to shelter in place. And lastly is communication. Um, a way for your child to communicate with you or someone from your list of trustees. Those are the things that I think you should be considering aside from that get home bag that you're going to build. All the items that were suggested by our members are great. They are. Uh, I have most of the stuff in my kit and a few of the ones that I don't have, I'm going to get right away. These would include, let me see. I've made a list of, of what everybody put down here. Hard candy, Garbage bags, socks, band-aids, neosporin, moleskin foot care. Had to look that one up, by the way. Looks really cool. Going to get some of that. Uh, Flashlights, rain ponchos, headlamps, whistles, a hoodie, emergency blankets, Gatorade flavor packs, water, notebooks, a map, really good walking shoes, weather-appropriate change of clothes, some cash, a prepaid cell phone, and a good-brimmed hat. That's another one I'm going to get, by the way. And I've already got one picked out. Uh, great ideas. All these guys. Um, we can add, uh, I think, hand and foot warmers, which I've got a bunch of. I'm sure you guys do too. Uh, a big lighter. Shemag is always good. Uh, pocket knife. I don't go anywhere without my pocket knife and a flashlight, of course. Uh, life straw is a good one also to add. Sunglasses, maybe. You know, if it's going to be sunny and hot. And those kind of things. But in my opinion, the most important asset that your child in trouble can possess is the ability to communicate with their parent guardian, that's you or somebody, and execute a plan to close the gap from five hours down to just minutes for their retrieval. That's what you're trying to do. And for me, that's going to be a tech item like walkie-talkies. Now, I'm curious about the opinion that one of our members, AB, had 
about the walkie-talkies. Um, he was saying that they're crap. You shouldn't use them. They're not going to be worth it. Um, I am going to have to assume that AB thought we were talking about the toy radios that we used to use when we were kids. You ever had those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the walk, we call them walkie-talkies, what we yeah. call them. Um, they were cheap, little, like, colorful things. They usually ran off, like, a 9-volt battery. And I'm going to tell you right now, they almost always broke if you dropped them on the ground. Always. Because they were just crap. Mm-hmm. That's probably what he was talking about when me and somebody else had mentioned radios. Look, I I think when most preppers use the term walkie-talkies, we're all referring to long-range handheld radios. And those are almost all ham radios. Ham radios are two-way radios. Those are not toys. Now, there may be some ham radio people out there that consider some of the smaller ones toys, but I also know a lot of ham radio people that I've seen online that love them, that all have them. You've got you've got a couple different types of ham radios. You got your handheld, you got your mobile, which goes in your vehicle, and I think you got your they call them landline or land something, something like that. Those are the big ones that you put on a rack, you know, inside of like your ham radio station in your house. Walkie talkies are exactly that. They are, they're, they're handheld. You walk and you talk. You walk and you talk. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. They're not toys. Now I'm sure they still make the toy ones for the little kids, but that's not what we're talking about. And I don't know. And I don't know the exact range because I don't have any, because you and I don't have any, any reason to have them. We might get some now that we have the property because we can go a ways away. But in reality, all of our people that we need to get in touch with are hundreds of miles away, way farther than any, you know, handheld uh, walkie-talkie is going to go. So we don't have them to even test. But I do know from doing the research that there are some really good ones out there. And tonight I'm going to give you a list of those. And we're going to be doing that coming up just next. So let's get to it. Mr. Gorbachev. Tear down this wall. Military-industrial conflict. And we as the people will get to the promised land. We will make America strong again, proud again, safe again. We will make America great again. If you go to YouTube and you type in ham radio versus, these are some of the terms that come up. One of them is ham radio versus walkie-talkie. I don't understand this. I don't understand ham radio versus a walkie-talkie. A walkie-talkie is nothing more than a handheld radio. This is a walkie-talkie. An HT, commonly referred to as a handheld transceiver or handy-talkie, and a walkie-talkie is the same thing. So don't be fooled by the term handy-talkie or walkie-talkie or handheld transceiver or something like that. It's just a handheld radio that runs on a battery that you can take with you. All right, leave a voicemail to get on the show, speakpipe.com slash OPS. Email us at shtf at opsbunker.com. Visit the site when it's open, opsbunker.com. Guys, I'm about to give you a list of walkie-talkies that are affordable and can help save lives. All of these will be under 100 bucks, and yes, there are far better choices out there, but let's keep in mind whose backpack you may be storing these in. I'm sure as hell not going to give a 13-year-old kid $1,000 worth of radio hardware to carry around with them all day to be stolen and to be used and abused and thrown around and broken. That's not going to happen. Stay on 100, under 100 bucks, and I think it'll just be fine. Now, we have no affiliation with any of these manufacturers. 
Uh, I've not owned or tested any of them, but the expert reviews that I found on them, they seem legit. So, you know, from, from that standpoint, I'm going to give you the list and you can go from there and do your own research and see what you like. Um, this is going to be from uh, least expensive on up. And I'm going to start with probably everybody out there has heard of is Baofeng. Uh, actually, the first three are Baofeng. Uh, UV 5R dual band ham radio. Now, this one's under $30 at about 26 to 29. And yes, it's cheap. And it's a great first radio. From what I've heard from the different ham people out there, it's a really great first radio to get. And most of them have this. Even though they've got better ones, they've got this as well. I think ham radio people also collect a lot of radios. You know, that they have a lot of gear. Uh, number two is going to be Bofang or Baofeng. It's B-A-O-F-E-N-G. I think it's Baofeng. Um, I believe it's Chinese. Most of these are. Uh, this one's the UV-17R dual-band ham radio. It's an upgrade from the UV-5R that we just talked about. It's a great first radio. It's under $30 as well. Um, I believe this one here has got like a full-color screen. It's got like 200, uh, or no, it's got 99 uh, memory bank or 125 different memory. Look, I don't really think about ham radio, so I'm just saying it's it's a good one. It's around 30 bucks. Next is Baofeng UV13R Pro dual band ham radio under 30 bucks at 29 USB C chargeable that's great and also has great reviews. So I mean right there right there off the bat you're talking about from 23 to 29 dollars the first 3 are very good uh handheld ham radios. And I and I hope I'm saying it right but some of them are called dual band ham radios and some are called dual band two-way radios. I'm not sure if they're the same thing, but I'm just saying, saying them as they're written. Okay. On the, on the research I did. Uh, number four is going to be the T Y T T H U V 88 dual band radio. Very durable. This one here says so you can drop it from a good height. Uh, it's USB C chargeable. It's, um, also right around the $30 mark. So right there off the bat, you got four that you can look at. Lots of videos online from actual, professional, uh, legit ham radio people that are testing them, showing you how they work and how they run and what you can do with them. So pretty cheap right off the bat. Uh, the next one is going to be a little bit more expensive. Uh, this is the B-Tech Baofeng. Now it's Baofeng, but there's a company called B-Tech that I believe buys them and then turns them into their own or does something. But it's a B-Tech Baofeng UV82HP high power 8 watt uh, handheld radio. And this one is a is a great one. Now, there's a lot of ham guys out there and gals that have this, this radio and they say they love it. And it runs at about $65 a piece. So it's a little bit higher. But if you're getting one for you, maybe one for your, a couple for your kids for Christmas or for whatever, I still think it's a great price. I do. Next one is the same company, B-Tech UV 5x3, 5x3, tri-band, two-way radio, USB charging, another great handheld, also $65, both from B-Tech. Now, the next one, I believe, is not Chinese. I believe this one is Japanese. Uh, No, it might still be Chinese. I'm not sure. It, it is actually Chinese. This is the TYT TH350 tri-band, two-way radio. 
Uh, and it's basically the same as the others. It has all the same features as the others that we mentioned. And it's right around $70. Still a good radio. Something to look at. And now these here are going to be all Japanese. I don't know if that's better or good. I'm sure your hand, the hand people out there might know. Um, I wouldn't know the difference. But anyway, this one's called a Yaosu. It's Y-A-E-S-U. Yaosu FT4XR. And it's a 5-watt, it's a little lower, dual-band UHF-VHF-HT, which is much better, gives you much better quality, they say, than some of the other ones, in and out. So much better listening quality and much better transmitting quality. Uh, and that one costs about 90 bucks. Now, that is expensive. These, are, these last three are going to be expensive. What do you mean by expensive? All under 100 All of these are under $100. So that's ninety bucks. But the higher end. Okay. These are the higher end of the, of the handhelds that are that, that are for a hundred bucks. Don't get me wrong. There are there are handhelds that are way more expensive than this, hundreds, even thousands of dollars. Holy moly! Yeah, holy moly! So you know, at ninety bucks, I still say it's a good deal. So look it up. That's the Yao Su FT four by four XR or four by R. I'm not really sure how that is. I think it's called four XR. Next one is also Yao Su FT sixty five R. 5-watt dual band. Uh, it has a UHF and the VHF HT. It's an upgrade from the 4XR. And from what I understand, it's a much better quality handheld radio at around $99, still under 100 but still pretty good. And then the last one, I believe it's pronounced Alinko, A-L-I-N-C-O, Alinko DJ VX50T. And it, this one apparently receives VHF AM aircraft band, which is, I guess what? that'd be kind of cool. Like you can talk to, like if somebody's flying, I mean, I guess that's what that means as well as FM broadcast. So I, I'm assuming you can hear FM radio. That's kind of cool. And it also has one of my favorites is the NOAA weather channel, which is also good. It's also dust and waterproof in the body. It's pretty indestructible. And it's also $99, which is under a hundred dollars. And that's the list. Still under a hundred. You know what? In the bigger picture, how much are people paying for cell phones for their kids? Oh yeah. So it's not that much compared to a cell phone. Yeah. The one thing I would say though, just in case is maybe get one of those, um, Faraday pouches to keep those in, in the bag. That is a great idea. Yeah. They, they probably make I mean, if their cell phone goes out and they need the walkie-talkie. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's probably a reason for it. Now, one thing you got to remember with all of these radios that I just mentioned, okay, these are all ham radios, which means you have to get a ham license. Now, don't freak out, okay? Don't freak out because you only need to have a technician's license, a technician level license, which is only $35. And for what I understand is the easiest thing you can do. You go online, you pay 35 bucks, you answer a bunch of questions and you're in. That's it. It's as easy as that. So yeah, there's a little uh, bit of extra charge on that. So do you have to have a license to buy them? No, no, you don't. So if a uh, shit hits the fan. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm not I'm going to use them without a license. I'm exactly. just saying. In, in, in any SHTF situation, who's going to be out there asking for your ham license? Now, I can tell you right now that we have ham radios that are listening right now that are pissed off at me for saying that. They have, they are all like, you got to have a license, damn, well, I'm going to call somebody on you, I'm getting them out there right now to go, come. FBI, well, I'm going to be at your house. Let me I say right now. that we will depend on the people that are licensed and know how to communicate with other people across long distances, but 
for smaller groups of people, I don't see a problem with uh-uh. using them when, when you need to if it comes down to it. No, and also I think you have to like be caught using them to actually get a fine. So like from the what, FCC or whoever it is that, that does all that kind of junk. I don't know. Talking out my ass at this point. But I can tell you right now, <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I've already picked out the ones I'm getting. I'm getting two of them. They're going to be cool. I'm going to learn how to use them. And I might even go ahead and get that $35 technician level license to work with them. There you go. It would be cool to get licensed. Yeah, it would be cool. But yeah. I'm just saying if parachutes, what are, what are the well, parachutes? Uh, Shoot people come oh. <laughs> falling in our yard. I don't give a shit about license. If Homeland Security, oh, you talking about like if the if the if the Chinese come? Yeah. Well, if the Chinese come. The Chinese come. I don't even care about no license. All I need is my gun. That's what I need. A whole lot of ammo. We put some holes through them, through them Chinese uh, weather balloons. Right, no. I'm just saying. The intruders. No, I call them Chinese. That's what I call them. They are, they already encroached one time with a with a weather, weather balloon right over top of my head. I ain't letting that shit happen uh-uh. again. Uh uh-uh. uh. I ain't talking about all Chinese people. I'm talking about those Chinese I people. I know. I know. You know what I'm talking about. Thank you for clarifying. Clarifying. <laughs> all y'all Chinese people who are listening right now, I love you. It's it's the people that run you over there it's, that I don't yeah. like. Yeah. It's the government. It's over the government. There. Yeah. Exactly. But I love. I'm, ask Ask Rhonda. I love Chinese food. I eat that shit all day. <laughs> Love it. It's good stuff. That's all I got. What do you got? You want to talk about anything with with radios? Or? Just that, that's the only thing that popped in my head was about the Faraday bags. I've been seeing those for a lot of different things and a lot of different uh, use cases. And right, I think it'd be cool to. I think we got some. with some of those. I could have swore we got a couple of those once. Uh, they're they're in a box somewhere. Yeah. You know, I do have a bunch of those uh, boxes that are from like my old days of prepping. That are like still haven't been opened up and like they have all kinds of cool stuff. I'm thinking about doing like hey, a video on them. You know will, what? I could do a giveaway contest. Will ammo cans work as a Faraday cage? A lot of people use ammo cans as Faraday cages. Um, what I would do is wrap whatever it is that you are going to put in there. should be wrapped in lots of cloth so it can't touch any of the metal. And then what I would do is line the inside of the can. Just going over overboard, right? Line the inside of the can with a lot of uh, tin foil. Really, really good, right? And then put cardboard between the tin foil and whatever you're putting in there. So oh. make like a cardboard area. And what the tin foil does is, when you close the top of a, of a ammo can, you know it's supposed to seal good, but it's not waterproof and it's not airtight. And, it's, and then because it's not airtight, it's also not radio frequency tight. Right. So that's what that uh, the foil the foil yes that's what the foil does. A foil will will get make inside it, those gaps and make it extra a more barrier extra yeah. barrier. Yep. And I've also seen people online take those once they've done that and then also wrap them again with tinfoil. So, you know, I guess you can never be too safe. That's all I got. My prep brothers and sisters, stay prepped. Stay happy. Wait a minute. Are we done? Stay tuned. No, we're not doing stay tuned. <laughs> that was the one time. We're going to do stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for the next adventures. Uh, but I'm going to throw out there real quick. Any of you guys out there listening and you guys who are on the uh, Facebook group, if you want to be on the show, let us know. We want to get you on the show. You don't have to have anything special. You ain't got to have nothing to sell. You ain't got to be writing a book or whatever. Or if you are, that's, that's good too. We want to get you on the show. But you don't have to be a uh, full on, you know, 10 years of experience prepping or anything like that. You can be a newcomer. Absolutely be a newcomer because the information, the questions, whatever it is you have, you're bringing to the table. Other people need that information. We, we want all 
We all rebels of everyone. And then don't be shy. It's just a conversation. We're also not going to do the whole two and three and four man thing again. We're going to do one on one. No more one on one. No more party lines. No more party lines unless you have specifically somebody who you're very close with and you want to come on together. That's fine. You know, kind of people that you can answer each other's, you know, thoughts, sentences. Exactly. You got, you got things to talk about. You got things to talk about. With each other. Yeah. Exactly. So please let us know. We want to get you on the show. I'm going to keep pushing until somebody does. And if I don't, I'm going to start signing people. And honestly, I'm going to get your phone numbers. I'm going to call you and get it put on the show. (laughs) It's going to be just like that. My prayer for brothers and sisters, stay prepped, stay happy. Thanks for listening and good night.